Makwe, 4.3% rise in the annual revenue of uh, Vodacom and a big surge there, uh, driven largely by their data revenue. But uh, they uh, also saw uh, some challenges when it comes to that net profit number. Uh, what was the issue here? And uh, more importantly, I guess uh, I haven't seen some muted results from Vodacom that look like this uh, in quite a while. Sure, and I think the last time we saw something like this was four years back. But we all understand that as the comes to headline and its per share, it was mainly impacted by the issuing of shares when they were renewing or doing that new PE deal of just around 17 billion because they had to issue shares. So obviously, if you've got more shares issues, then it's going to impact your headline earnings because the very same earnings you have now to share it among more shareholders or you have to divide those earnings with more shares issued. Makwe, mm. I mean, we heard Shamil also, uh, I guess, uh, uh, attributing uh, the uh, weak uh, net profit performance to uh, some of the costs associated, uh, both uh, once-off and also recurrent costs associated with the Yebo Year to BE deal that uh, Vodacom got into. Just talk to us briefly, of course, about uh, what, how big an impact uh, that uh, particular deal and, uh, of course, the renewal of uh, an older deal that they had, how big an impact that had on uh, their uh, top line. A very significant impact. I mean, if you're talking almost seven billion, you know, and you check what is the market cap of Vodacom itself, it's very decent and it's definitely over 20% thereof. Hence, the impact is just huge. But also, bearing in mind that South Africa itself it never had a decent growth, it was only held, the Vodacom Group, by something outside South Africa. Yes, they did manage to increase their numbers by almost 6 million, but South Africa continues to be a drag. And I think another thing that maybe also helped them, which is very important, when they acquired that Safaricom, mm. that managed to make sure that this important new revenue stream, making them to continue to be a leader when it comes to money transfer, and that also significantly contributed to their revenues. And I think that's the most important thing. I think maybe what we need to remember, at some point when their voice was kind of getting out of fashion, we thought these companies will start making money from data. But unfortunately, data prices are under pressure and continue to be under pressure, as they indicated as well, that I think for last year, the prices were down almost 34-37%. Over a three-year period, were down almost 54 So what we thought years back, it will be a decent revenue earner, is not happening. So I'm trying to emphasize that for them to come with another revenue stream, you know, when it comes to financial services, is very important for them. Mm. Let's just talk briefly. I mean, customers up here by uh, 6 million, standing at uh, around 110 million customers. Uh, that should certainly uh, make uh, Vodacom feel like uh, that's a feather in their cap uh, in terms of, I guess, uh, uh, volumes going forward. Uh, uh, what can that be attributed to, this uh, improvement uh, in uh, the number of customers that they've managed to ratch up? I mean, the minute you make sure that your you you network is reliable, it's very important. The minute you make sure, because it's not just about pricing, it's about the reliability of the network. So the guys managed to spend enough money to be able to make sure that when it comes to towers, when it comes to the improvement of the network, you don't get your cost to be dropped off. That's very critical because as much as we don't want to accept it, but we get hooked to this type of things that is this thing reliable, reliable enough? And their market penetration into Africa. Yes, MTN is still doing much better when it comes to Africa, but you know what? It's still giving them a very serious competition. And maybe what you might know I want to look at is their return on equity. 
I mean, it's very good, keeping at almost at least four. That's a very good number. Mm, mm. And, you know, you know, Mark, I'm also interested in what you were saying around Safaricom. We've heard of uh, the, that looming expansion of uh, uh, the uh, mobile money offering Mpesa, uh, which uh, has certainly been, I guess, one of the uh, major technological breakthroughs over the last few decades or so in East Africa. Uh, enough, of course, for Safaricom to uh, uh, declare 1.1 billion rand special dividend, uh, which uh, the uh, team at Vodacom has indicated is going to be passed through to uh, the shareholders uh, when the interim results are announced. Yes, and yes, but not that they did manage to, to, to what they call it, to, to decrease their, their dividend payout. Not that much, but I think the dividend is down by almost, they decreased that by almost 2.5% if I've got my numbers correctly. But yes, that's also a significant thing for them to do. Maybe let's look into it as well this way, Ayabonga. I mean, if you check their debt to equity, you know, sitting at almost 50, you compare that with MTN at almost 100. And they continue to be a very good dividend payer at almost 7% compared mm. to MTN, which pays almost 5 La- Last one on my end, uh, when it comes to uh, Vodacom, uh, so we can shift our attention to uh, Rebosis here. Uh, we've seen a 13 billion rand rise in uh, their capital expenditure over the period. And I'm interested in, I guess, uh, what some of these uh, capital projects were uh, for uh, this particular year to uh, invest in uh, 13 billion rand capex. And uh, more importantly, what does that tell us about the operational focus of Vodacom going forward? You know, we've got the 5G that everybody is excited about. Everyone wants to step into that. We still have the spectrum that still needs to be auctioned, not yet auctioned. But in the meantime, they have to make sure because there was no availability of the new spectrum as much as they did manage to reduce their data prices. So that makes, that tells you that, that tells you that for them to be able to, to do that, they have to make sure that the infrastructure is up and running. And it goes to what I said earlier, that it's very reliable, and for you to have a reliable service, it means you have to continue to invest on your network. Mm. Let's, let's shift our attention uh, to uh, uh, Robosis now. You were talking earlier on, of course, about the capital structure of Vodacom. And one company that, uh, or real estate investment trust, that would uh, be eyeing their balance sheet uh, rather closely here is Robosis. And they've decided now to offload uh, three of their retail assets. One in Tanzania, uh, Tanzania City, which has as its uh, anchor tenants the likes of ShopRite, uh, Pick and Pay, and Cash Build. And uh, of course, two others in uh, Tswane, Sunny Park, and uh, uh, one in the inner city uh, in Tswane as well. Uh, just uh, talk to us briefly here about, I guess, uh, w- what they're going to do uh, with uh, some of the uh, proceeds from this disposal. It is very interesting to think that Sunny Park it was acquired, I think, less than three or four years back. But, you know, uh, the guys have to reduce their debt, or they call it the, 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 the loan uh, exposure, to almost a 40 they're sitting at almost 49. They're going to reach almost 1.8. And a retail makes almost 54% of their portfolio, with 44 being offices and 2% being industrial. So given that what is happening with the retail back home here, we know that the consumer is struggling. So it makes sense, you know, to see people trying to get out of some of the things, but more importantly, to enhance their balance sheet. And the minute they've got a very decent balance sheet, they've got a low caring, their debt is not that much, it's around 30% or so, that puts them in a very good position to be able to raise capital, and not just raising capital, but raising capital more cheaply so that they can acquire the likes of office space. Mm. Because I think that's also good for them. So I think the intentions are good. And yes, I know the stock has been punished, you know, for in the last few years. To think that at some point it was taken right, now it's just under 150. That shows you that the markets are not too happy 
not just necessarily with the retail space, but if you've got a huge debt exposure and you've seen that if other companies were that gets to be part of the need, but that is too high. And the long and short, if you are indebted or you've got just too much, you know, it's very difficult for people to come and borrow your money. Mm. If they have to, then they'll start borrowing your money at very high cost because they doubt that you'll be able to service your debt going forward. Yeah. Let's pause there for a second, Markwe, and take a look at uh, what is happening uh, in uh, the uh, marketplace. And when we come back, uh, we'll uh, touch, of course, on uh, some of the uh, government uh, rentals that uh, uh, Robosis has and, of course, uh, the uh, entity that they're going to be selling to here, which is uh, Vogile Property Fund, and uh, where this uh, acquisition on their end uh, fits into their portfolio. Stay tuned to Metro FM Talk. Seven minutes it is before uh, 8 p.m. this evening. Uh, you tuned into Metro FM Talk with me, Ayabong Atawe, and uh, I'm in conversation with the Chief Investment Officer at Makwe Fund Managers. And uh, as part of our business conversations on this Monday, we're taking a look at the disposal here of uh, uh, some of the uh, retail property held by Rebosis, which is led by Sisangebulana. Uh, uh, and uh, they've uh, decided to sell three retail properties, um, Tanzania City Shopping Center, Sunny Park Shopping Center uh, in Tswane, and uh, Blood Street Mall uh, in uh, the Tswane. Uh, Central Business District to Vugile Property Fund uh, to repay some of their debt and of course one would think to improve some market confidence uh, in uh, the uh, uh, fund and uh, Mark, I'm also quite interested here uh, if we look at uh, what's in it here for Vugile uh, which uh, has seen this as part of I guess uh, 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 their acquisitions uh, in the mid to low LSM uh, uh, retail space uh, here in South Africa It makes sense you know as you said and that's where the money is and those are the people who who spend almost more than 50% on their of their income on retail, and we know retail for them is mainly food, and hence the likes of Fukile. Maybe they continue to do well, or maybe to put it differently, hence maybe what you call the township, you know, shopping centers are still being okay, and maybe. Uh, we need to differentiate that it's more of a shopping center uh, instead of going into a mall because those ones, I think that giving the likes of the malls a bigger challenge. You know, you check your retail clothes and stuff like that because that kind of convenient as compared to shopping centers. I mean, most shopping centers, that's where you see uh, to let as compared to retail. Yeah, cross and stuff like that. So Vukile is well positioned to be able to do that. But going forward, CISA, I think, as we know, has done well for himself, but is trying to balance the whole portfolio. As you said, initially it was 54, and we check SA consumer. Is the SA consumer doing okay? And we check the office space. Maybe, and I'm just thinking loud here, what are trying to get to, you know, that like that you develop as per tenant requirement. Mm. You use an example of what Gross Point has done for discovery. You might go around and say that the discovery building, but basically that building was done by Gross Point, but for specific, uh, specifically for discovery. So gradually, if they can move into that, I'm saying to reduce the exposure when it comes to government rentals, government itself is for its own challenges when it comes to late payment, stuff like that. Ultimately, they will pay you. But I think you need to diversify as well on the office space kind of thing because currently, I think its office portfolio is mainly government rentals. Mm. Uh, is Robosis here eyeing a departure, I guess, from uh, some of the uh, sort of retail assets, uh, which uh, it's had quite a bit of in its portfolio, and they're trying, I guess, to uh, rebalance that portfolio and have a bit more of uh, some of the more corporate and office-type uh, rentals? Uh, and uh, if so, why? It's important. Yes, it's 54% retail, 44 as you said earlier, it's office. So he needs to balance, but more specifically, even his office space 
it doesn't have to be just government, it has to balance that. Mm. And I think diversification is always key in anything. You don't just want to rely on one source, you know, in case the other one is struggling. And whether we like it or not, South African corporates seem to be more reliable as compared to our government, whether it's making payments on time, stuff like that. And usually a corporate will go for a more glamorous building that tells you that it will even be more expensive and you'll be able to attract better rental. And maybe going back to what you said about the mall, stuff like that, if you've seen the likes of, uh, what do you call it, Edcon, mm-hmm. they have to be able to ask the guys to say reduce rent, stuff like that. And it's not only that you check, almost all the property companies which are reporting that continue to complain about uh, being able to get a good amount of renters, especially on their renewals. People come in renewal time and the guys are no longer prepared you know, to pay what they used to pay, so you have to meet a fee. So it's key for them as well as the bosses to make sure that their office portfolio is decent enough because all those kind of struggles when it comes to property so far it has been mainly on the, uh, what do you call it, on the shopping centers more than the offices. Mm. Mark, on the part of Vukile here, uh, when you look, I guess, at the assets that they've now acquired and uh, you think about the state of health of some of those uh, assets and uh, some of the rental income that's coming through occupancy rates and all of the things one would look at uh, when you're looking at a uh, property asset, uh, what do you make? Uh, I mean, I'm certainly familiar with only, uh, I guess, two of the three. I don't know much about Blitz Street, uh, but I certainly have been into Sunny Park and uh, I do know um, Tanzania City Mall, uh, and, uh, and I must say, I mean, if I look at the spread of... Um, some of the assets there, and even if you look at Blood Street uh, with uh, USAVE and many others as anchor tenants, mm-hmm. it's quite clearly targeted at uh, the mid to lower LSM. And uh, if we think about, I guess, how squeezed uh, some of those household uh, disposable incomes are, wh- what does that mean for future prospects uh, of those uh, malls? I, I think they're good. They spend good, good, good prospects, and those are very vibrant shopping centers. That you know, as much as you might be squeezed as a low, uh, what do you call it, low LSM. Whatever money you have, whether it's a grant or you earn five or six thousand, you spend more than sixty percent of that money on food. So hence, they will continue to attract, you know. And then also, if you check uh, whatever furniture stores, stuff like that, to attract there, those are the people who continue to attract their clients because of the way they go about giving credit. So they tend to be more resistant than you are high end shopping centers, which I think are kind of getting more crowded, and it's. Sunny side, I mean, I think we all know about Sunny Park, you know. Mm. I mean, that's one of the anchor or one of the uh, main uh, shopping centers. Blue, guys, Blue Street is a taxi rank, one of the oldest taxi ranks in Pretoria. You know, we all flock down to Blue. So it will continue to do okay for now. And I hope Vokile is getting those three assets, which is very important, at a very good price because it might be a good asset. But if Vokile is overpaying for those assets, mm. then it's going to be a problem going forward. But given what is happening with the market, given the situation, chances are reposes they don't have much of a choice. I don't think they'll have overpriced those assets. Mark, we'll have to leave it there, bro. Always a pleasure to catch up with you. And, uh, of course, I look forward to uh, catching up with you again over the next uh, coming weeks. Yeah.